I'm worried I'm not going to respond to you guys because I'm so used to having you talk in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't you don't heckle the, the show as it's going. <laughs> Generally not. Welcome to episode 305 of the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show that's probably too beautiful to live. On Mondays, we recap the previous week of TBTL, but Fridays, we do whatever we want. Before I get into too many details, let me introduce my favorite and yours, Anne with a plan, Len Home. Hello, Anne. Hello, Christy. Did you have a great birthday week? I did. Can Good. I tell you, I, I'm walking wounded, though. Because I actually cut my hand open on a bottle of Diet Coke when I was opening it. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Life is hard over here. Oh, you, where did you get bottles? Who drinks out of bottles anymore? I do. Cans <laughs> don't hold enough. Let's <laughs> see. Let's see. All right, Anne. I am so excited about this show. Mm-hmm. We've, been, we've been waiting for this one for a yes. long time. This is our first ever LRB Mystery Solvers. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a clip from TBTL History. So let's bring our guest on, coming to us from Seattle, archivist and our favorite, Nace. Hello, Nace. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so how our show works is we do a must discuss. We'll get to know you a little bit. We'll talk about the clip that you've um, you've come to us with and then wrap up the show. So I want to that must discuss is the LRB mystery solvers and how this came to us is we've done two shows where we went through people's Amazon purchases and after our second one, and, and there were some strange things, um, let's see, on the first episode, episode number 253, there were 30 AirPods, which I didn't know what they were, but Bobby explained they're uh, like a big coffee pot situation, and a, a log splitter, and a box of <laughs> knives. Those were, I think, were our favorite ones, favorite things. And then on episode 289, we did another one. And there were even more AirPods. And let's see, party tubs, Ravenclaw slippers, and five steering wheel covers. So we had lots of um, reasons why we thought that someone would have this. I don't know if we went over it on the show or if it was kind of in our private chat of what we thought the person that would buy all these things were doing with them. I believe you you made an accusation about the AirPods being used for some type of black market organ trade. <laughs> Bobby definitely thinks the person is a hoarder. I've been accused of that before. Why have one when you can have 60? Like, you know, obviously. Um, so I got this email on January 14th and it said, after listening to episode 253, I started to write this email and I got too shy and lazy. 
Now, after listening to episode 289, I've decided I had to send it. For items discussed on 253, I bought 30 AirPods, a log splitter, and the box of knives. On 289, I bought the AirPods, AirPods, I guess they're called, the many party tubs, the Ravenclaw slippers, and five steering wheel covers. I didn't buy the Justin Bieber singing toothbrush, but my wife has received that as a gift on four occasions from four different people. (laughs) So, basically, the mystery is solved. Case closed, right? But now we need to know why. Why did you buy these things? (laughs) Okay, so... Most of them, um, it, particularly the uh, AirPods um, and the steering wheel covers and the party tubs, is um, because I am the delivery manager for a catering company in Seattle. Um, so I am in charge of buying certain, like most of the items that we use on our deliveries. So um we had already been buying a lot of those things from Amazon, so I was buying them and using your guys' link. Thank you. That's and so that's, great. <laughs> and that's with the steering wheel covers, too? Yeah, that was for, for our vans. Oh, because you have multiple vans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, and we order so many uh, few pots because we are one of the few companies around who doesn't deliver disposables but delivers, like, actual airpots and then has to come back and pick them up and a lot of times they're they don't get back to you um well well part of it is because we've been growing a lot but yes a lot of the time they don't get back to us and actually the biggest offender uh for that is amazon uh there's a serious black (laughs) hole in amazon and we kind of have the theory that they might just be hiding them from us so we'll order more from them (laughs) i like it Do you charge them a fee? Because you should. Um, we technically, like in our policy, we do, but uh, we never actually do it because we're, a f- you know, the the customer's always right, and they'll right mm-hmm. claim that mm-hmm. they didn't do anything wrong. Right, you got to get those AirPods microchipped or something. Yeah. And then if you GPS. can track them on the GPS, <laughs> then you have a case. That's the dream. That's the dream. Because it's it's um, one of the things that makes my job difficult is trying to explain why we have so many missing coffee pots. <laughs> well, I, I'm okay with you still ordering them from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish we got our chafing dishes from Amazon. Then you guys would really be in the money. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't get those back either? Uh, that sometimes, that happens sometimes, but that's less of a problem. The coffee pots really, really like to disappear. So, uh, the party tubs, same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I liked those party tubs. Those were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Now, um, the Ravenclaw slippers aren't very weird, but what I loved about this email is that that set us off on all getting sorted. Mm-hmm. Some of us already knew which houses we were in, um, but that led us all to get sorted. So I appreciate that. So are you Ravenclaw or was this a gift for someone? I am not. This was actually um, my 11, Katie, uh, bought that for her little sister. Um, and while I am not a Harry Potter person, pretty much all of my closest friends are. And mm-hmm. so I know very much so that I'm Hufflepuff. Oh, okay. Welcome. 
<laughs> We've had lots of people tell us what houses they're in from this whole thing. You, you started a revolution. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun getting Mike sorted into his yes. house. I knew he would be a Gryffindor. Yeah, me too. That's, that's a self-prescribed uh, house for, my, for me, though, because that, the test online is total BS. What? what? Don't say that. <laughs> I have lots of Hufflepuff purchases that would be very upset to hear that. <laughs> I just feel like I I think I did it a couple of times and just like slightly changed my answers and I got a different house every time. And it was kind of like... Because it's a very sensitive <laughs> test. You, you need to be honest. You tell the right answers. <laughs> oh, man. Um... And I think, I don't know, did we talk about how I tweeted Jen after we were talking about this and she responded that she wished that she was a Ravenclaw, but she's actually a Slytherin? I don't, I don't remember you guys talking about that. Okay. Yeah. I tweeted her just to see, cause I know she's like huge Harry Potter fan. She's going to New York and taking her nieces to see the play. So um, I know she's like huge into it. And so I, tweeted her and asked her and then she said that um jason is hufflepuff of uh, course he is yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense i mean good company yeah exactly i would like to know why your wife has four um justin yes. bieber <laughs> um so because she loves justin bieber um and she, oh, she does okay unironically unironically um and okay. she has turned me into a believer Oh, uh, my goodness. We, every Christmas, it's Justin Bieber Christmas album right off the bat. It, It's a really good album. It Right? I feel yeah, like. I'm not even a Justin fan. <laughs> and I was, and someone sent it to me. I didn't see who it was. I was like, listen to these songs. And I was like, this is so good. And found out it was Justin Bieber. And I felt shame, but no shame. <laughs> yeah. The song Mistletoe, I feel like, should be the next, like, frequently covered christmas song the only the only problem with it is that he says shorty too many times oh i feel like they have to change it to like maybe maybe or something for it to be Mm -hmm. more of a he ruined it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um we actually if you want to hear something really disgusting our pet name for each other is beebs oh that's cute it is cute because of justin yes Oh. <laughs> oh no. Hey, I think that Justin Bieber is really talented. It yep. the kind of music that he makes is not necessarily always for me, but he I think he does have some good songs. It's just if he didn't act like such a butthole <laughs> all the time, I think right. people would have an easier time appreciating him. Yeah, he's great in spite of himself. Mm-hmm. It's true it's true and I, and I wouldn't necessarily argue with him being a butthole. But I feel like anybody who got rich when they were 18 is going to act pretty ridiculous. And compared compared to, like, how a lot of celebrities act and what they get away with, like, he hasn't really done... Like, I feel like people talk more shit about him than they do about Chris Brown. Um, he gets more attention, that's for sure. Yeah. I would say that Chris Brown probably did something worse, but Bieber definitely gets criticized more yeah yeah i mean and he you know he just got wasted and like peed where he wasn't supposed to (laughs) i mean who among us hasn't is he so is he gonna get back together with selena or is that just what's 
What's the I, I don't. That? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I After just. I, song, I'm beyond the point of feeling shame about it. <laughs> you should. That that song that was out. What was it? Two summers ago with the trumpet. That's oh amazing. yeah, that Jen was really into. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then he was on the uh, that big one with uh, this summer with DJ Khaled and uh, Chance the Rapper and like several other people. Um, so another thing that you do is you've set all the bookmarks to all of your family and friends' computers to the Amazon link, to our yes. link, right? Yes. Everyone should be like Nace. I'm declaring <laughs> it. Take a note, people. Yes, if you buy, if your work buys things from Amazon, make sure that you get that link in there. I sometimes, when I go to the Apple store, I'll put, I'll open up iTunes and, and put Little Red Bandwagon <laughs> on, the, on the screen so when people see it <laughs> or like our website and just have it open for people I have one question uh that I do want to get in when I was doing just a little light frizzling of your Facebook page a few minutes ago yes um what's with the pictures of you holding up gigantic zucchinis <laughs> um so I'm um I'm an avid gardener, and every year I let uh, one zucchini grow as big as it possibly can, just for fun. Mm. You let them? Yeah. Because how it worked in our garden is that you'd go out there, and they'd all be just a little bit too small, and then you'd come back two days later and like lift up a leaf, and 80,000 mosquitoes would fly out, and then there would be a gigantic gigantic zucchini there and you'd be like oh crap <laughs> so that so that's how it starts is you ac- i accidentally have one do that and then i'm like i'm just gonna leave that one and let it be this year's giant but i the reason also the reason why those are prominent i think on my facebook page is because i pretty much stopped going on facebook a couple years ago and i think <laughs> i think literally the last two things i had posted was the zucchini picture one year and then the zucchini picture the next year and then i haven't posted anything since so it looks like you're obsessed yes yes (laughs) you know at the minnesota state fair they always have a contest for the largest vegetables the 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 giant pumpkin is always the big draw because they're like 1200 pounds but they do have a category for like the giant carrots and giant zucchinis and onions and stuff so maybe you should consider that yeah they must have that here that's uh but to to win that you really actually have to get into the like specific growing methods just for making them gigantic Mm. and they're not good to eat at that size i mean they're just terrible Oh, I spent an entire summer, I think the year I was 15, the first time I did Weight Watchers, and that's basically all I ate (laughs) is I would get those giant ones out of the garden, and I would cut them up with a cleaver and steam them and put Parmesan cheese on them and eat them, and they were pretty gross. I think anyone that's done Weight Watchers has done that recipe. I think that's Mm -hmm. probably one of their, like, ones that they recommend. (laughs) So do you... What is your favorite thing to grow besides these zucchinis? Um, favorite thing to grow is um, probably peppers. 
um, are, are, are fun to grow. They're, they're kind of difficult, um, in this climate, but I've, I've really gotten into, I actually, I have some, some seeds that I've already started and I have little tiny pepper plants on my kitchen table right now. Now, are we talking bell peppers or hot peppers? I do both. Like the really hot peppers? Any ghost peppers? No, Habaneros? no, I don't, jalapenos? no, I don't get crazy. Jalapenos. I do jalapenos and then, um... We actually, uh, we smoke them and then Katie, um, cans them. We do like, uh, she makes, Mm. um, uh, what do you call it? Chipotle and adobo. Ooh, Ooh. yum. I'm starting to really like the sound of this. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I have a whole garden I could start. The only other, the only other thing I feel like I have to explain is the, the log splitter. Oh, yes. that's yes, smart. yes, yes. Um, and you didn't buy that for the catering company. I know I did not buy that for the catering company. It was <laughs> that was actually for my dad, um, because he is obsessed with firewood and burning wood, and so was his dad. And now, then, the last couple of years since I've turned into an old man, now I'm really into it. <laughs> it's definitely an old man thing for sure. Got to get the wood. Got to make sure that there's enough wood. It's got to be chopped just right. Yep. So I've been doing a lot <laughs> of right. chopping wood and stacking my wood piles up the last couple of years. It's real fun. But yeah, so he got that and I got and I got his old wood splitter. Ooh, so, nice. Yeah. Passed down. It's like heirloom. So yeah, we're Seattle lumberjacks <laughs> in my family. <laughs> Are you in the city? Are you just like fire this thing up? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I am in the city. Um, I live in Wedgwood. I'm actually a... I live a, it's a couple blocks away from the Fiddler's Inn, which uh, Jen Andrews got kicked out of <laughs> uh, for, I believe it was for booing someone. I'm sorry, you're, you're going to have to yeah. narrow it down a right. little bit more. She's, she's gotten kicked out of quite a few places. Right. And this is also the neighbor, just to, just to do TBTL history of this neighborhood, this is also where um, Luke... Um, had to beg for change at the bus stop. <gasps> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. After he went home with some dudes that he didn't know and then woke up without his wallet. That bus stop should be part of any TVTL like, adventure that people i know a lot of people come to seattle and want to do all the main stops mm-hmm. that should be one of them <laughs> mm-hmm. like in this location, Luke Burbank <laughs> had a reckoning of his life. <laughs> I don't think it was, I don't think he made many, many life changes after that, though. It took a while. It took more, more pass outs at the Mandarin Gate. <laughs> oh, and so let me ask you guys, when is the, um, when is the archive going to be available? That's a good hmm. question. <laughs> um, well, because they keep making shows, um, <laughs> it's hard. And um, Anne is basically taking all the radio days um, right now because oh a lot my of people God, they take so long to do because <laughs> they're three hours. There's commercials. There's it's like doing fifteen shows a mm-hmm. week instead of five. Everyone bailed on me, so I've had a lot of people like just leave their weeks. And because Anne does such great clip shows. It's good for her to listen to him because she gets so many ideas while she's doing uh-huh. them. Oh, um, nice. So once those are all done, because those are the ones people ask about a lot, um, 
I don't know what to do with it. We, I mean, I've talked to both Andrew and Luke and said, hey, we can give this to APM. We can hand this off to you. It can just be a spreadsheet or we can build it into a, a searchable database. What did I say? A what? spreadsheet. <laughs> spreadsheet. Because <laughs> right now it's just a really terrible, messy spreadsheet um, that definitely needs to be audited because there's sometimes mm-hmm. when there's shows people thought they had a show assigned to them and they didn't. So there's two or they pushed enter twice and so it's just it's pretty messy and then there's missing days so i w- i need to do an audit and then figure out what to do with it i, I want to mm-hmm. give them first dibs of it even though we did all the work <laughs> um <laughs> and if they just say well we don't want it which is i i you know that's what i bet will happen which then we'll just make it into a it is insane we'll just make it into a searchable database and a, just a website that you can go to and search a word and it will pop up all the all the links for those shows all right didn't mean to put you on the spot there i was just i was just <laughs> thinking i really want to go back and listen to that episode where luke was begging for change at the bus stop <laughs> but yeah i that's probably been done right um yeah i think so yeah i'll send you the link i'll look for it and send you the link but you've archived shows for me I did. I did do a week. Okay, <laughs> that's. But you finished it. That's all that matters. I did. That's more than a lot of people. <laughs> Signing up is the first hurdle. Actually doing it is the second. Um, so you have the link to the to the spreadsheet, and you can look it up anytime. But I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. We can also cool. put it in the show notes. We can find it if since. People will probably want to listen to it now. (laughs) All right. Should we move on to the interview? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. All right, Nace. How did you find the show? So my dad, actually, um, he told me there's this really funny show on Cairo called The Ron and Dawn Show. So I started uh, uh, when I was in my car during that time. I I was trying out the Ron and Don show, and um, I just had my radio on Cairo. And a couple of times I was driving around at night and just heard this weird show kind of happening, and just left it. And um, yeah, and just started listening more and more after that. And do you remember what your first episode was? I. I don't. I don't remember my what my first episode was. And it's really hard since I've gone back and listened to it all. I really can't remember like the line. Um so you've also gone back and listened to it again? Yes. Yep. Oh. Everything from the beginning. Um what episode do you think turned you into a 10, if you remember? That I can't remember, but I know when I know that I was a 10, which was, um, I was, so I was living in Olympia, um, at the time and I kept wanting to listen beyond just when I was in my car. So I had this like hand crank solar powered radio that (laughs) that I would try to move around the house to try to get good enough to reception to listen to the entire show every night. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I was a 10 at that point. And then you didn't listen to it on podcast form. You tried to listen to it live. 
Uh, yeah, I well, I had to. I had never done. I I I. It was my introduction to podcasts. Oh, okay. Um, so I was doing that for a little while, and then I figured out that I could get an MP3 player and start downloading it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because the two biggest ways people come to TBTL is if you're in the Seattle area, it was your first podcast. And if you didn't come from Seattle, it was amongst other ones because you usually came from Wait, Wait, mm-hmm. and it would be just one of those other ones that you listen to. So it's kind of interesting. Not too many Ron and Don show tag-ons. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think you're probably the one and only. <laughs> Have you had any TBTL appearances, like emails writ- um emails read or phone calls or been on the show so i have never been like live on the show i've had i've had some emails read um i've had uh some voicemails played um also uh luke uh gave me a bit of a shout out after i ran into him uh and camaro kev at the mandarin gate you just happened to be there yep yeah, we happen to be there. Um, we actually, because uh, me and Katie, uh, my 11, used to go there um, probably twice a month for karaoke. So there was a time period there where we ran into Luke and Camaro Kev on multiple mm-hmm. occasions. Um, and actually, when he mentioned that he ran into us, uh, he also mentioned that he had at some point asked Katie how do you, you know, how do you know that, you know, Nace is really the, the one for you? And, and she responded, well, I listen to your dumb show, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect answer. <laughs> Andrew was like, oh, I like her. And he said, yeah, yeah. real firecracker, that one. <laughs> well, that, so that brings up a question. You've been listening since forever. How long have, has Katie been in your life? Um... She has, uh, TBTL has been in my life longer. Um, she, we've been together about six years. So, yeah. And did you ever try to get her on board? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And It's not taking. Nope. Nope. She's like, I don't <laughs> understand how you listen to Luke Burbank talk for that amount of time. We have the same question a lot of the times. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an impulse that, that everybody has. Right? Mm-hmm. To try and get your significant other into this thing that you're so invested in. Yeah, especially because yeah, sure. I actually don't have any friends who are tens. So I don't really have anybody to talk to about it. So I just talked to her about it, even though she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not on Facebook, so you can't go to the dumpster fire that is the Stens page to <laughs> add in. <laughs> Yes. To talk yes. about all your fish sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you have any favorite drops? Um. Well, my favorite drop is <sighs> that's why I live in a teepee, <laughs> which is which, <laughs> which is what led me to suggest this clip. Because yes. every time I like have a heavy sigh, um, I just my mind immediately goes. To that's why I live in a teepee, which is really nice because, uh, you know, a heavy sigh is usually, um, you know, something's not going great for you when you do a heavy <laughs> sigh. And so it always makes me laugh when I'm kind of having a bad time. I think I'm going to adopt that. 
That is so great. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more when we get to the clip, but I, I love it. Thank you for bringing that to me. <laughs> also, big fan of Did You Poop? Such a good one. <laughs> so good. Um, I have the, you know, multiple things with the RAR on it, you know, that we sell. And um, my stepdaughter is always pointing out the um, poop. <laughs> Anything that says poop. <laughs> All right. And now the big one. Why does TBTL matter to you? TBTL matters to me because it feels like home. Um, that's that's really corny, but <laughs> there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts that are better podcasts than TBTL, but none of them are comforting to me. Um, TBTL is just no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, like how I'm feeling. Um, I can just feel really comforted by listening to TBTL and kind of even more so going back and listening to the, the original radio day episodes, like just like Luke, Jen and Sean together. It's just so warm. That's a really good answer. Some of the toughest times in my life. It's been the best escape. Actually, when I was went back and listened to all the original episodes, I was doing construction and I was literally filling up a wheelbarrow with full of chunks of concrete and rolling it up a hill, dumping it and then repeat for eight hours a day <laughs> and <laughs> listening to the, like I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been able to do it without listening to TBTL. Like it really, it made it tolerable. So you would have been like longer shows, more shows, <laughs> yes. three hour shows, four yes. hour shows. <laughs> yes. I am that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. I can listen to, you know, heavily produced Reply All, and it's good, and the content is great, but it I can also put on a three-hour TVTL and just be like, oh, you guys, come on, but then also just feel like I'm hanging out with my best friends. It's so weird mm -hmm. like that, right? Whereas if, if uh, they put out a three-hour show, I'd be like, ugh. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, probably the only other podcast that I, I feel that way about is your guys's. Oh, let's make this one three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have anything to say about sports. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So let's set up the tape. This is an amazing tape that um, that Nace brought to us from may 6 2008 i guess it's hour two mm -hmm. um, let's listen to it and then come back and discuss this is an update from the uh, mtv show vh1 show it's mtv it's called rock the cradle it's mtv yes it is are you sure i'm positive wow because it seems like a vh1 type of i know product now set the set the scene for us, Jennifer. For those who didn't hear it the first time, we've talked about Rock the Cradle. Rock the Cradle is the world's first genetic singing competition. So what we have are the children of rock stars seeing if the genetics really do match up, and if they themselves are going to become rock stars. Yes. So we've we've um, narrowed it down now. So we have started out with. Uh, Al B. Shore's kid, yeah. Lil B. Shore. Lil B. Shore. Um, Bobby Brown's son, who yeah. was really horrible. And was quickly dismissed. Right. MC Hammer's daughter, who was horrible. She was And who has legally changed her last name to Hammer. Burl slash Hammer. Which is Burl. great, considering 
that Hammer is a made-up name, and it's like it'd be like two shorts' daughter legally hyphenated her name to be Johnson Short. Uh, Eddie Money's daughter, Jessie Money, who was mm-hmm. actually eliminated first, and she proceeded to... Well, she to... did blow the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> he made that pretty clear. She actually freaked out when she got voted off and trashed her dressing room and cussed everyone out. Wow. And um, caused all sorts of damage to the set. And her dad was like the ultimate stage dad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was that was the thing uh, with him. That was uh, the kind of... I, you give her a pass a little bit because her dad is such a freakazoid? Yeah, I think you have to. This was Eddie Money uh, chastising his daughter. You blew the bridge. The f*** is this? It's this MTV, guys. Come on. Mess up the second place. I don't think I did, honey. I'm Eddie Money. You're Jesse. You're the newcomer. <laughs> Who wouldn't trash their <laughs> dressing room if that was their dad? Right. So we're down to uh, Jesse Snyder, who is D. Snyder from Twisted Sisters. Who Son. you really like, his personality. his personality. You think he's a likable fellow. Well, it's interesting because he's the person that I like the most. And then this, the singer that I actually like the most talent-wise is Crosby Loggins, and he's also still in it. Kenny Loggins' kid. Right. And then we have Chloe Latanzi, who is Olivia right. Newton-John's daughter. And then we have this girl whose name I can't remember, but she's the daughter of one of the Doobie Brothers. Oh, right, right. Um it's like Johnston or something like that. But we're right. down to that. That's who we're down to. But Chloe Latanzi continues to be the most like polarizing <laughs> person on the show because she's so odd looking. She she um, puts so much emphasis on every single syllable of every word. Now, can we just for, for the for the sake of um, uh, for the sake of context for people who didn't hear this the first time, uh, can I just play a little bit of Chloe doing? Her, her first intro. song? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, w- yes. What were those things called? Uh, I think hers is just called Chloe. Okay, I'll find it. And I there's also it. a bunch of, that are under rock. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Chloe, here we go. Here, this is this was Chloe's intro. This is how she said, Hello, world, I'm here. I've spent my summer vacations with the roadies in Japan. I've written songs barefoot in the rainforest. And still, I search for myself through my melodies. Well, who doesn't? No. <laughs> I mean, in fairness. Okay, so that would be in uh, in Andrews, where the other ones would be? Yeah. Okay. So we have, I just want to quickly play a little bit of, what was the song she did on the first episode? It was uh, In Never Excess. Never Tear Us Apart. Right, 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 right. That was that was something that, that I don't think anyone will forget. Here's a little bit of uh, Chloe Latanzi. Now it's also it bears mentioning that uh she is visibly uh not well. Right. She her she is she is what does she look how do you describe how do, how do you begin to describe how do you pin a wave upon the sand? <laughs> how do you find a word that describes Chloe Latanzi's look? I mean she's like what 19 or something? Right. She's she's kind of classically bulimic looking in my opinion, extremely gaunt and yet she has a very round big head. Yeah. You know? And she her lips look like they have to have been They've been injected. collagenated yes. to within an inch of their life. Her mom is her mom is Olivia Newton-John. Her dad is someone named Latanzi. Right. That's right. his uh, Christian name. We don't know. That's his any, government. We know nothing else about him. Uh, and and during this performance, 
during that performance, uh, it was kind of quick cuts between uh, Chloe and then Olivia Newton-John just sitting in the front row with this pained look. like it Trying was, desperately to be supportive. It was like a piano recital where the kid just takes a dump on the keys. Yeah. And then starts finger painting. And then the parent just has a, like, uh... All right, so that's the backstory. Now, uh, I'm surprised Chloe's still in it, but I guess they know from good TV. Yeah. So there ain't no way they're going to jettison her. Right, and every week she's gotten weirder and weirder, and her whole thing is that she's very, very dark. So she does things like she comes out to sing, and she brings, and all of a sudden these, um, she pulls people out of the audience, but they were plants, and they're dancers, and they do these weird like S and M moves. Like she she gets darker and darker every week. That's her big thing. So what happened this week? What happened last night? Well, she was assigned this this week. The judges got to pick what song they sang. Okay, and she was given "Toxic" by Britney. <laughs> by and Britney. She was, <laughs> really distraught about it and went to see her dad, and that's what I have for you here. Okay, this is Latanzi, the man, the myth, yes, the teepee dweller. Yes. Welcome back to Rock the Cradle, live from Los Angeles. All right, by the end of tonight, two more hopefuls will be gone, but right now, they all get a moment to shine, and Chloe, you are up. Now, it's Judge's Choice Week, and Larry, your pick sent Chloe running for cover, all the way to her dad's teepee. See, her mom is from Australia, so that's didgeridoo music. See how regionally appropriate that is? Well, and her dad is playing an instrument that I think is... A didgeridoo? Yeah. Is he blowing into a long yes. tube? Yes! That's a didgeridoo. That's what he's playing. I love going up to my dad's teepee and just <laughs> chanting with him and playing didge because you don't have a... Playing didge! <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I'm so glad you were here. <laughs> uh, you can find me here 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. Oh, my God. Playing didge? Mm -hmm. This is a treasure trove of drops. Anyone judging you. I, feel you. I can just be who I am. This week, I wasn't comfortable with every aspect of the performance. Wait, wait, wait. So she just, that was her freestyling with the didge? With the didge, right. And then she just starts talking to her dad about her frustrations. I thought it was shockingly bad in, in every way. It's amazingly... Is that one of the judges? That was Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> Strength building, but it's not fun. That's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> no, I'm nervous. That's like my favorite oh, drop my, of all why time. Why can't I back this file up? Back that ass up. That is why I live in a teepee. What did he look like? He looked actually really good. I mean, he looked very thin and young and had a very kind of hip haircut. Maybe yeah. there's a Supercuts wigwam near him. I think so. In what one Indian village over? They have of course a, he's white as can be. <laughs> is there a? Is it, should we keep the tape going here? Is there more? Is there more good stuff to hear? Does her is her performance on? You'll the hear tape? her performance about yeah. the judges' choices because I'm scared that they're going to try something that is like completely the opposite of what I do. Because they would never do that. No. Why would the judges cause you to have to perform a song that isn't in your comfort zone? By the way, ask me any question. Uh, a particularly like a really hard one. Why do you live on Capitol Hill when your heart is so clearly on Queen Anne? That's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> Ask me something about God and the meaning of the universe. <laughs> do you ever feel like this world is just completely meaningless? That's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> it just works for everything. The songs we picked for you are, and the first cut is the deepest, by Cheryl Crow. Toxic 
by Britney Spears. Be open-minded about it. Can I bring my didge? <laughs> we really wanted to see you do something that wasn't so dark. I feel physically sick. I'm doing a Britney Spears song. Well, come on. First of all, you take the lyrics of Toxic and you can make them. They're plenty dark. Yeah. I mean, just change. She's allowed to do it in a different musical style, right? Right. Well, Lord knows she... <laughs> she can she, chloe eyes it. Lord sure. knows she completely and totally desecrated the memory of Michael Hutchins with that other version. I'm toxic. We changed the drum. What? The what? In toxic to drum pads, so it gave it a kind of cool feel to it. And it was sounding really me. Paul, wait, Paul, what did what did you, the song's the song's got no energy now. It's really stressful because Larry managed Britney and that was his artist, so it's like, dude, I'm not Britney Spears. That's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> yeah, you're being very you know, tentative about about singing it. Just sing it. I feel like with what these Because one of the judges, judges are cussing at her. One of the judges used to be uh, Britney Spears' manager or something, right. I guess. The judge's choice of songs are, it's like I'm totally ditching who I am. She's totally ditching who she is? I think so. Frustrated. She has to sing Toxic. All right, here we go. Here to sing Britney Spears Toxic, give it up for Chloe Latanzi. It's like New Kids on the Block. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the singing begins. Baby, can't you see? Half the time she sounds like a church lady <laughs> with that like weirdo vibrato. And then she sounds like Eartha Kitt mm -hmm. on helium. Totally makes me want to listen to the actual Toxic. That's kind of a good song. Yeah. The original one. Yeah, and it's so interesting because they ended up doing the identical Britney arrangement, and she just kind of yeah. kept attempting to be, you know, I thought odd. she would slow it way down and just have it be acoustic guitar, which, you know, I feel like I've actually heard that. There's somebody who does a cover of Toxic that was making the rounds on YouTube or something, huh. where somebody slows it way down and they just play a guitar, and, you know, it's a pretty good song, I think. Um, so did she stay in the competition? Well, we don't know yet. We'll find out on Thursday. Oh, my goodness. i got to start TiVoing this. I don't know what my problem is. <gasps> this is amazing television and even better audio. Well, yeah, and that's what I really wanted you to hear was about Howard Atlas in a teepee. <laughs> that's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> um, Christy, ask me a question. Any question. <laughs> Um, Anne, what is your favorite Britney Spears song? <sighs> that's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> nope. Doesn't work. No, Sorry, Luke. <laughs> I feel like it still works. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it could work. You could answer it and then say that. Yeah, like if you're, if you are going to go, oh, this day, but you go, 
That's why I live in a TV. See, Nace nailed it. He yeah. has it. Yeah. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sad this did not become a thing. Living in teepees in general? or <laughs> No, them saying it. Oh, oh. But they played the drop forever. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I honestly don't remember this being an MTV show, this being a clip, or them even saying it. <laughs> oh. Well, I can tell you why you don't remember the MTV show, because it lasted <laughs> one season. Awful. It was Six supposed episodes. to be, it, well, it was supposed to be eight episodes, but then let's see, I was reading the Wikipedia page. Uh, an announcement in episode three declared that subsequent episodes would have double eliminations, reducing the total number of broadcast shows to six because the ratings were so lower bad. than expected. So they cut it from eight to six. The, Luke was right that this seems more like a VH1 show. It does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would do well now. Like it was before its time. Yeah. I think it's Maybe. I think it's a great, great concept. <laughs> Honestly. I mean they... I mean not that it would be good, but it would be very entertaining. The people that they could pull in to be on it. For sure. And and since there's such a loose dis- loose definition of what a celebrity is now, <laughs> there's so many more choices. Mm, oh yeah that's true well but if you have to keep it to offspring that does narrow it down a little bit i i don't know whether they like solved the the central question they asked if if music genes run true and i think um listening to chloe we can say that they do not no nope (laughs) Uh, I, I listened to a, just a little bit of Crosby Loggins today when I was prepping for this, and he was he won, the, right? the winner. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he coincidentally or not coincidentally released an album in 2008. And I, it, it's, you know, sort of singer, songwriter, soft rock. It's not. I mean, he's fine. He's talented, but he doesn't have a lot of charisma, I don't think. But the funniest thing is in the YouTube comments for one of the songs I was listening to, people were like, oh, my God, I work at Kohl's. They play this all the time. (laughs) Of course they do. Now, are you guys saying that the the songs that she wrote barefoot in the rainforest aren't good? Well... I can't say that for sure because I haven't <laughs> listened to any of them. But she, I feel like she was going for a style that Lord actually did. Yes. Oh, or, yeah. or I kind of thought she's sort of like Lana Del Rey without the yes. talent. <laughs> yes. Yes. So then. Although that's a problematic statement. Then we have to ask ourselves. Did Lord and Lana Del Rey copy Chloe? <laughs> Was she an inspiration? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> she- I think Lord just straight up ripped her off. No, we would have heard about that. She listened to the, the 2010 single Wings and a Gun from Chloe. <laughs> oh, no. She is so awful. And I'm not a good singer, so I rarely say people are terrible but i could do better and that's saying something i was thinking she's like a weird combination of undertrained and overtrained like you can (laughs) tell 
she listened to a lot of Mariah Carey and kind of studied all mm-hmm. of that and maybe took lessons, but she doesn't have the fundamentals. Like she needs mm-hmm. to go to a good teacher and work on her breathing and that kind of stuff because she wasn't hitting the pitches so good. And she so wants to be dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not nine inch nails. You're not. <laughs> yeah, like she was so upset to have to sing a Britney Spears song, but it's like Britney's so much more talented than you are. Right. Why are you <laughs> right. even judging? Oh my god, now there's a statement. Um <laughs> but if your mom was Olivia Newton John, maybe you would wanna go dark to try and get away from that sort of golden girl sandy and grease thing i guess i guess but can i say a controversial question i mean ask um was olivia newton john that good of a singer well i didn't see xanadu does she sing in that (laughs) yeah but it's just like grease and it's just like get physical i mean it was pop songs written specifically for her so that around a video i feel yeah, well, Get Physical is amazing, but it's mostly because of the video. <laughs> Terrible video, right. But was she that good of a singer? No. And do we know anything about this Latanzi character, except that he lives in a teepee? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, plays he too is, he plays he is a, a musician, obviously. He's an actor. He's been in a bunch of movies, like a dozen movies. Okay. This may shock you, but he's an environmentalist. Of course. <laughs> and already lives off the grid somewhere in, uh, like, California somewhere, right? On the beach. Well, I'm I don't sure. know if there's a way to live on the grid in a teepee. Right. <laughs> I feel like when you buy a teepee, the ditch comes free. <laughs> I also thought it was strange that... Um, that uh, Jen didn't know what a didgeridoo was. And then I just remembered, like, I feel like Survivor got us all to know what that actually oh. is. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was still early in mm-hmm. terms of popularity for the right. for the didge. Um, <laughs> so I did go looking at some pictures of Matt Latonzi because I wanted to see because he sounds like he's high all the time. Right. <laughs> Um, but Jen said he was good looking. He is good looking. He's kind of, or was good looking. He was kind of a, like a um, tiger beat kind of guy that takes a lot of pictures in his um, Speedo. Mm. Um, but if I was Luke Burbank looking at these pictures from probably 1985 or 1990, I would say that is a guy who is trying very hard to hide his encroaching male pattern baldness. Oh, did he have a ponytail? No, but he's quite um, sparse in the front, and he's doing the styling to try and and camouflage that a lot. So if if we're going to be true to the spirit of Luke, I feel like we really need to mention that. So I didn't see the pictures, but is this Latanzi character, is he overly tan and also probably some plastic surgery? Um, he may have had a little plastic. I couldn't find any really recent pictures of him, but there was something a little funny looking about his eyes in a few of the ones that I saw. Now, Chloe, on the other hand, um, she's had extensive plastic surgery. 
Clearly. And it's so sad because she's only now 30 something, 32. Yeah, she's or 32. Yeah, and she was a, a pretty teenager. There are some pictures where she looks totally normal and lovely, but then when you see her on Rock the Cradle, it's as <laughs> Luke and Jen said, she's clearly already doing some weird lip fillers. And if you see current pictures of her, she's had hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery and she looks real strange yeah it's anybody that does that much work does not feel good about themselves so it does make me feel bad for her Mm -hmm. um she also had a part last year in sharknado 5 oh so i have to watch it did she sing that's what i was thinking (laughs) um also i just wanted to point out that what what luke said about her he said how do you begin to describe how do you pin a wave upon the sand? <laughs> Is that a saying? Yeah, that's from Sound of Music. It's how do you solve a problem? Like Maria. It's from that. Oh, they... oh, they do say pin a wave on the sand? Um, How do you pin a wave upon the sand? I think it is a line. <laughs> okay. If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> or at least some version of that is a line. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> But just the fact that he pulled that out makes me laugh. <laughs> yep. But I mean, even uh, like, so Anne found this great and um, maybe she'll put it in the show notes. But Oh, I will. She found a clip of all of, of Chloe's performances, if you can call them that, on the Rock the Cradle. And Olivia is in the audience, very supportive mom. And mm-hmm. her eyes are very surprised about everything. And so I think the plastic surgery is kind of running in the family. But this was, what, (laughs) 10 years ago. So she was 22 and starting to do plastic surgery. Yep. That's really sad. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, bummer town. I know the whole I it's really hard because Luke and Jen are looking at it from this. Oh, my God. Can you believe how ridiculous this is? And then I think we come along 10 years in the future or whatever, and we're like, yeah, this is actually kind of sad. Right. So it's it's like it's hard to see how funny it is. Now, the her dad living in the TP and playing <laughs> the ditch, that's still hilarious. Oh, yeah. Also, also she, she said that she went there to chant and play the yeah. ditch. What yeah. I, I I really wish there was a prolonged clip of of that time of them chanting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just just the fact that she was so so upset that she had to sing a Britney song. <laughs> that she had that she had to go to a TP retreat. Right. Yeah, and, and Luke made such a good point that Toxic is a really dark song. Yeah. It's really dark. That there's so many ways they could have done that. Yes. Yep. And then she ended up singing what sounded like the karaoke version. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. A really bad karaoke version. Yep. Straight from the Mandarin Gate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I've seen that performance in the Mandarin Gate before. I think I I've seen somebody if... who looks like her at the Mandarin Gate. Before. <laughs> it's probably her. <laughs> I mean. You could just pull up Spotify and put in Toxic and find a whole bunch of people that have done covers of it in mm-hmm. darker, better ways, more melancholy than, I think than what she I did. may have found the one that Luke was referencing when he said that there was an acoustic 
slow down cover going around. I looked for something that came out in around 2008. I found something that seems to fit the bill. So maybe I'll I'll um I'll put oh, that at the end of the show or something. They open um I think in that same hour they open coming back from commercial with it. Ah, oh. okay. Yeah, cuz Nace listened to the whole show, right? That whole day. Yes, yes. Well, the actual hour one and two, because three is gone. Mm, yes. Right. R.I.P. hour threes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you, so Luke makes mention, he he makes a, um, he's mean about New Kids on the Block, and I got really defensive. Can you weigh in on what that he's talking about in that? Oh, yeah. So they, um, New Kids on the Block came out with a new song, uh, I can't remember. It was summer something. And so mm-hmm. that, of course, brought them to bring up LFO, Summer right, Girls, summer girls. Um, right. and analyze some of the amazing lyrics in there. Like, you know, Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's the lie in that? Right. <laughs> um. And uh, they did a, a mashup of uh, Summer Girls with the new New Kids on the Block summer song. Okay, I'm going to have to I, listen to it. You really, you re- the whole segment was just pure gold. I'm definitely going to re-listen to that. There was, there was also some great stuff. Well, actually, also, I listened, I listened to a couple of days around that point, And um, one thing that I didn't realize went back this far was Luke talking about horses not wanting to be ridden. Oh, seriously? <laughs> he's, been, he's been doing it for 10 years, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I also didn't remember that the I Bought a Balloon drop they've been using Mm -hmm. for that long wow and the the little red wagon is that far back yeah yeah that same episode they were doing a little boo ah boo ah boo ah ah nice um i knew that one was old but the the balloon that one is pretty new to me yeah i feel it went away for a long time i think and came back Mm -hmm. which i feel like i'm hoping that we can get the that's why I live in a teepee. Back. In we the gotta rotation. bring it back. We gotta it's bring like it you back. Said, it's too bad it didn't become a thing. Like they use the drop a lot, but I, I really would have enjoyed if they started saying it. Right. <laughs> so how do we make this happen? Do we enlist people to call up the voicemail line and and talk about something and then end it with that's why I live in a teepee every time until it jogs Luke's memory? That's a good one. We could um we could say happy birthday to the drop. Um, that's true. <laughs> in May 6th, we could put in an email to them. I, the other day, they were going to do the birthday thing, and I just did the biggest eye roll ever. And then it was you doing a shout out to Anne. <laughs> and then I felt bad. <laughs> but then I was like, don't you guys, you guys hate it too, right? <laughs> It may have been a troll, but also a birthday <laughs> wish. <laughs> was that for Mike? No, I did. I just did it. I I hadn't even. I think I was two weeks behind at that point because I just had my surgery, and my um, 
when I started to play them, they were playing them all out of order. So I would be in our chat and I'd be like, I can't believe they talked about this probably two weeks ago. And they're like, no, that's today's show. So I was like all over the place with how I was listening. And so I just wrote when I knew it was Anne's birthday, I wrote Andrew an email and I was like, I don't even know if you're still doing this, but if you are. <laughs> well, Nace, you were not the only person that had that reaction. So they got mad and then was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's just it i mean they have now come to the same conclusion that we what we had points about is that people pay big money to have shout outs on the show and now anyone could just say hi to their friend that seems a little weird and then just they aren't that good at reading email that and <laughs> <laughs> They're very open about that. They want gold stars when they check their work email. So if they miss people, it's going to hurt more feelings than it does include people. And so it's uh -huh. just, just well, and, and, the, and literally half of the show now is them trying to not hurt people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but their first instinct is to say, fuck you. We're hurting people's feelings and we're doubling down. And then <laughs> then rolling that back a couple of days later. <laughs> When they remember, oh, yeah, these people pay our salaries. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to say about this clip? Oh, I, I wanted to mention one thing that Luke said as he was painting a word picture, uh, talking about Olivia Newton-John's pained expression sitting in the front row <laughs> trying to support Chloe. Although, as you pointed out, Christy, it may not have been pained so much as like frozen from That's Botox. That's her face. That's her you know, face. <laughs> But Luke said it was like a piano recital where the kid takes a dump on the keys and then starts finger painting with it, <laughs> which may have been the grossest thing he's ever said. It's pretty gross, but oh, I you know, I didn't, I, I didn't think about it like that until you just said it. I, I just thought took a shit on the keys and then started finger painting like with paint, <laughs> like. <laughs> Took now it. you put the full image in my head. Thank you for that. Welcome. <laughs> and I took it the first time I heard it, what, or when I just re-listened, was just did a really bad job. But yeah, now it's really gross. <laughs> Very graphic. <laughs> Popping a squat straight there on the keyboard on the stage. <laughs> gross. How amazing would that be, though? <laughs> it would be so great. I kind of want to see it. I mean that you know you are talking about going to like one of the most painful, boring things. Right. <laughs> so that These would really jazz it up. Usually bad at music. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think I, I I think that you had it, Christy, with that people need to end their voicemails and their emails to the guys with. <sighs> That's why I live in a teepee. <laughs> yes, everyone, please do this, please. We got to bring it back. Sign your emails to it. Do it on the voicemail. We're we're making this be a thing. Put it. Yeah, I put love it, with it. Your birthday shout out. <laughs> Happy birthday, and I'm so glad you live in a teepee. <laughs> like Andrew might not even know about it. Yeah. True. <laughs> All right. Should we hit some housekeeping? Sure. Housekeeping. Please buy some things from us. Boy, we got to figure out a better way to say that. Um, 
But that's how it's written on the run sheet. Right. Uh, check out our little story that we have on our website, uh, littleredbandwagon.com uh, shop. Is that what the button says? Shop where you can choose mm -hmm. from a delightful assortment of things whereby you can show your love for us um, without infringing on any potential future TBTL intellectual property. Right? <laughs> the lawyers say we have to say that stuff. Exactly. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the archive project. It's really not that big of a deal to do a week, especially if you get to go back and listen to old shows. And there's always things in there that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was funny. So if you think you'd like to take a crack at that, just um, give Christy a shout and she will assign you a week. Also, please be like Nace, buy stuff from Amazon and use our affiliate link, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. I think Nace has financed this operation more than probably anybody else with his purchases. And boy, do we appreciate it because it makes a huge difference to us. If you'd like to get involved with the show, the aforementioned littleredbandwagon.com, you can also send us your throw your phone or hug your phone moments at throwyourphone.com. Um, that's a good website. Who came up with that idea? Was that Jeremy? Because we get some so. great comments on that yeah. every week, <laughs> almost every day we get comments. So please keep them coming. They are so fun. We sometimes forget to read them on the show, but we all do read them and talk mm -hmm. about them behind the scenes. Uh, you can come see us on our Facebook page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. And you can email us, specifically Christy, at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Nace, I'm so glad that we got to have you on tonight. We've been looking forward to it for a long time. It was so much fun. <laughs> and we got to meet you in real life. Because he we came did. out to have uh, to to the what was it called Optimism Brewery before the live show. Yeah, well, you hooked me up with a with a ticket after they yes. were all sold out. That was amazing. Yeah, I told him I would give it to him, but he couldn't tell anyone about the AirPods. <laughs> and no matter what Bobby tried to offer him to tell the story, he was not allowed to tell. <laughs> You're just protecting your content. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag content. Hashtag content. Wait, no, we're not saying that. We're not Remember. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if that's all we've got, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Nailed it. It's 5, 7 in the morning. I'm Frank Bell, and this is Britney Spears. Baby, can't you see I'm cold and a girl like you should wear a warning. It's dangerous, I'm falling. 
escape. I can't wait. I need a hit. Baby, give me it. It's dangerous. I'm loving it. Spinning round and round Oh, do you feel me now? With the taste of your lips, I'm all around You're toxic, I'm slipping under With the taste of a poison paradise I'm addicted to you, you know that you're toxic I love what you do, don't you know that you're toxic? Don't you know that? 